Welcome to the First Intuition Student Podcast. In this episode, we look at plans for the new year. This session was recorded at the start of 2023 in front of a live Zoom audience. If you'd like to join us on a future show, you can register for them. There'll be a link in the show notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another First Intuition Student Forum and podcast. I'm Ben Bullman. If you've not heard me before, where have you been? Why haven't you listened back to some of the episodes? But you are very welcome. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for taking the time to listen, to download. I'm joined this evening by my good friend, colleague. It's not Dave this evening. It's Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you doing? Hi, Ben, and hello to everybody that's listening live and to those of you who downloaded the podcast. Welcome to 2023. I hope you all managed to have a restful, some rest over the festive period and are excited to what the new year may bring for you. First of all, starting with a big thank you. Kelly has had a very short notice call to come and join me this evening. It was going to be Ben and Dave back for the first one of 2023, but unfortunately, Dave's been called away for another matter. So, Kelly, thank you for coming on. And regular listeners will have heard you many times because you're no stranger to the podcast. You've always supported us and and helped us if we need someone. So um, lovely to have you here. No, thanks very much. Always a pleasure to jump on and do a little impromptu podcast. No, definitely. So, yeah, great to be here. And we've got a really exciting topic. I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your thoughts, Ben, as well, because I know you've had some recent training, too, on what we're going to discuss today. So I'm also hoping I'm going to get something out of today and might learn a few new bits as well as being able to input my own thoughts and ideas. Yeah, so obviously people could be listening to this at any point, but the people live and the people that are going to download it within the the first week of release are listening to this right at the start of 2023. This is our first episode of the new year. Um, We've come back after a break. Did you have a nice break over over Christmas, New Year, Kelly? Um. Yes, it was it was some ups and downs. So <laughs> had a bit of an accident in my car, but not uh, not my, not my fault, and I'm okay. And that's the, that's the main thing. And so was everyone else that was involved. Um, but my daughter starred in the local local pantomime, so that was really good seeing her on stage. She's only nine. She did uh, four performances, and then I have been away on a little girls' trip with my mum and my daughter while Dave was left with the boys at home in the cold and rain. So I can't really complain. Um, how about yourself, Ben? Um, yeah, a, a nice break away from work, away from study. It seems the time of the year that actually people do shut down. They have all got a kind of common time off, which means there is not people trying to contact you when you're away. Unfortunately, I was I was ill the day oh. after Boxing Day. Um, and it usually happens that your body kind of just shuts down. And that's when it says, well, now's the right time then to to um kick in um so I was feeling pretty lousy didn't leave the house for a week um but actually um come back fully energized and maybe it was my body telling me that I needed to kind of take some drastic action and mm-hmm. shut down um and I'm feeling that's a, a different stuff. podcast isn't it Ben that is that's a whole <laughs> different listening to our bodies telling us I think that's a whole new separate podcast episode that Definitely. And and I'm sure I'm not alone. I think a lot of people really do work their socks off in the run up to Mm -hmm. the kind of end of December. And that's when it does hit a lot of people. 
So um, if you were also poorly, and, and I'm certainly not the only one, I've heard lots of people that yeah. have been poorly over Christmas. Um, I hope you're feeling better. I hope at least it's given you a chance to kind of um, look at things, maybe take stock, maybe come back with some different perspectives for the new year. And that's the theme of this evening. We're going to talk about 2023. Um, I'm going to share some um, ways that I've helped students in, in the last week since I've been back at work, start thinking about plans for the new year. Um, as Kelly alluded to, we've actually had some board training at First Intuition in Cambridge this week where we've been asked to reflect a bit on some plans for 2023. And um, even an old dog like me has learned some new tricks or some new ways to think about things, some new ways to maybe just make things a bit more stickable, if that's a word. I am guilty of historically maybe coming with all the best intentions and then very quickly getting absorbed back into old bad habits or the old, oh, I'm too busy, I'm going to start putting things off. Um, and I think we're all a bit at risk of this. So um, what we wanted to do at the start of this year is maybe to kind of just give you a bit of time. If you're listening to this, you can pause it at various sections. You can replay it. Guys with us this evening live, you can use the chat box if you want to, but you can also go back and get the recording when it's released. And maybe use this as a bit of a catalyst to say, before I go and start setting some plans, what do I need to do in advance of that to maybe make them more meaningful, more realistic and, and more hopefully, therefore, achievable for the year? Does that sound like a plan, Kelly? That does sound like a plan, Ben. Come on, let's let's go. So what do we what where do we start? So I, 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 I think and, and sometimes this bit is at risk of being sounding quite naff and quite, um, I don't cheesy. know. Cheesy? That's what one of my tutors might say. Yeah, cringy, cheesy, and, and maybe even I was of that perspective. But we spent a bit of time this week in our board strategy meeting doing some visioning, thinking about actually if you can visualise what the future might look like, it just gives you a bit of a picture that you can then hopefully come back towards and think right if that's the vision how are we going to kind of get there are we talking quite big picture vision here then Ben are we you know if you're a student you're you know someone who's midway through their studies or someone who's just starting out yeah I I think so I I think too often and maybe that the concept of setting a new year's resolution we jump straight into right what what do I need to make sure I'm doing or not Mm -hmm. doing next week without maybe really thinking a bit longer term as to what what do I ultimately want to achieve? So I would encourage people, I think at the start of a new calendar year, it's good to kind of visualise, look, by the end of this year, by the end of 2023, what do I want to have achieved? What, what, What are some of the things that I want to look back on if we have this conversation in December and think, yeah, that's something I wanted to have done. And that's something that I've worked towards. I think you need to think broader. I think initially in what we do, Kelly, it's easy for students to come and say, I want to have passed this exam. And, and yes, that, that is a, a goal and something to aim mm-hmm. for. But I think people need to maybe just broaden that vision a bit more. Think about family. Is there anything in your family life that at the moment you're not happy with? Is there a member of your family that you're not on good terms with? Is that something that you can maybe 
target by the end of the year, I'm going to make steps to build that relationship a bit stronger, to spend more time with the, 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 the family. Things at work, um, thinking about is there a particular job role I want to have applied for? Is there a department I want to be working in or have more experience in by the end of the year? Are there particular work tasks or skills that I want to have done? Um, pay, and uh, I know pay doesn't motivate everybody, but in, in the current climate and the, the cost of living and everything, is there a particular salary I want to be aiming to be earning by the end of the year? People are motivated in different ways. Um, something for me, I'm going to share a personal one with you. We're off to Florida in July. Nice. And I am adamant we're going for three weeks. And I want to go away on those three weeks with hopefully a clear conscious that I've not left loads of problems behind for colleagues, for other people. I want a commitment to my wife and my two daughters that I'm not going to check emails for three weeks. I'm not going to be pulled into doing stuff. It's something I've fallen into the trap of before. Um, I want to work towards that. And I, I'm starting thinking about that now. Although the holiday's not till July, I know I can't rely on the last week of June sorting everything out. Mm. I need to visualize that. I need to think, right, what do I need to start working on now to get those those kind of three weeks in July where I'm not going to have any disturbances? I'm not going to have any distractions. I'm going to be fully in the moment with the kids at Disneyland. I think that's a really good um, idea and point. I'm just trying to think, do you know what? I don't know what mine is because I haven't actually had the time to sit down and just do that element of almost, I say like, it's kind of like, reflection isn't it thinking what what is it that I'm wanting to where, where do I want to be in, in 12 months time what what does it what does it need to, to look like yes I've done all my exams but it doesn't stop there as you say it's other things in terms of your career which impacts and crosses over often with family friends time so um that's definitely going to be on my list I think Ben to take that take that little bit of time that me time to think actually what is it what is it that I'd want want to do? And I have done that a lot in the past. This year I haven't. I remember when I was a student, for me, when I was younger, it was very much about financial. It was if I, I you know, I wanted to earn this particular level of salary by the time I was this age. And that's where it was sort of really a lot driven by. But things change, obviously, as you as you you know, as your life change, your priorities change. But that 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 vision for me was something that did help to motivate me as well and that kind of and then setting up a business setting up first intuition and um, Chelmsford from zero students to what it is today I remember when we were in hired rooms I would actually visualize so almost manifest the walking into a permanent center when we were in a hired room with two students and be able to see that vision um, and I think that really did help then the rest of the steps that you're going to talk about, being able to do that visualisation at the time. I think if anyone's ever thinking longer term about setting up their own business, I think it's that that visualisation is really can be quite powerful. So what do we do after we've found that vision, though? When we've so, it? Yeah, the, the step one is the what. And mm. too many people then, I think, jump to the, the practical right. How am what, I going to do it? What's the steps? And we'll come to that in a moment. But I, I know things are tough. I know there'll be days, there'll be weeks that I'm 
challenged. I'm on a, a downer. I'm at a low ebb. And for me personally, and I actually think this is something we, we should all do, is to really challenge ourselves as to, to why do I want these things? Mm. If you come to the nub of why, for me, that's a great source of motivation. It might mean you have to think back to last year at some of the bad times, some of the things that you didn't enjoy, some of the feelings that were very negative. I'm going back to my holiday analogy. Why do I want those three weeks? I think back, I've got to think because I owe that to my family. I don't want to be in a position that maybe I was in last year where I was doing work when we were away and it, it didn't end well. It meant I felt bad. It meant that um, me and my wife maybe had um, words about it. it we, we need to go back to really thinking, why do I want this? We, we had some students before we, we started recording tonight talking about passing and closely passing exam or failing exam. You need to go back to the, the why. Why do I want to get more than 70% in an AAT exam or 50% in a, an ACCA exam, for example? Why do I want to work in that department? What, what's that meaning for me? What's that going to fulfill? What's that going to achieve? Why do I want to build that relationship with someone in my family? What, what, what am I feeling at the moment? And I would encourage you to think about the why and to write it down. I think it's quite important that if you're going to go to this stuff at your lowest ebb, you've got almost a, a message to yourself saying, Ben, just remember, you don't want that feeling of guilt on holiday because you're getting up ridiculously early to do work. So the rest of your family don't realise you're doing it. Mm. You don't want that feeling of, oh, I failed an exam. Go back to the, the, the why. K Kelly, what sorts of things motivate you? when you're maybe not quite on the track that you were wanting to be on? Um, I would agree. I think thinking about the the difficult times that you've had um, and then thinking how you don't really want to be there again. Um, I think it's been probably 10 years of annual leave where I don't think I've ever had a holiday <laughs> in those 10 years where there hasn't been something work-wise. And then when you reflect back, you know, there is a risk there. It does build a little bit of resentment. So I can certainly um, empathise with that with that kind of issue. So, you know, and again, I think if you're a student, it's then thinking very clearly, you know, why is it I want to do this? Because it's hard. Like, it's really hard work doing the exams. Um, and for me, when I was studying, I chose to do accountancy straight from school. So I hadn't gone to university. So that, I think, was quite a big kind of like why for me. You know, I wanted to be able to show that actually I can do something that's equivalent of a, of a degree level. And we've got a lovely comment in the chat, actually, with someone with their kind of why and vision there. You know, they want to get that qualification so it gives them the opens the doors for overseas work. Yeah, and it's a place like Dubai and Singapore, which sounds really exciting. Yeah, and it's that, you know. But I suppose you could still ask yourself, why is that important to you? Why is it that you want to be able to have that option to work overseas? Yeah, I think we would be foolish if we didn't know there are going to be challenges, there are going to be things that throw us off track this year. I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a moment. Some of them we might be able to predict, but 
a lot of the stuff is um, uncertain. Um, we live in an uncertain world. Things crop up. Things come out of the blue that really challenge our metal, don't they? They really um, mean we have to struggle. Something that we were talking about as a board was trying to motivate people to struggle, to move forward, to continue to achieve. And I, I think if you go into it knowing there are going to be things that I will struggle with this year, what can I go back to that really gives me that resilience as to why I'm doing it? We are making lots of sacrifices, financial time sacrifices. We've got to know why we are doing it for that source of motivation. Moving on to my third point, I know from experience that you can't do this stuff alone. Mm. You need the support of other people around you. What you're going to do this year is going to impact on other people positively or maybe negatively. And you need to identify those people and hopefully have them on board. So my third point is think, right, what's the list of people that I need to speak to soon and early in 2023? Because they are going to be key to me succeeding and getting to the goals that I'm setting for myself. It might be if it's study related, speaking to your tutor reaching out to them, going early to them and saying, look, this is my vision for 2023. Have you got some time to spend with me just to kind of help me maybe think about how we're going to get there? Um, family is a big source of support. So, so speaking to your family. And if it means for me to have three weeks off, the three weeks before I need to work a lot harder, I need to communicate that with people. I need to get their buy-in so they understand why as well as I do. They can also be a great source of motivation to keep you going. Speaking to work, you need support from your colleagues. You need support from your line manager. Ke Kelly, what's your advice for people reaching out to others early to get help, support, guidance? I think definitely. Um, you know, not everyone is close to their family, but have you got other people? Have you got, you know, friends that you can, you know, sort of call on? Um, I remember when I was studying, it was having that relationship with my friends to actually for them to appreciate there are going to be certain times where I can't go out partying on a Friday night because it's coming up to my exams. Um, and letting them know that earlier on. So, you know, if you if you know you're going to have these particularly busy times, can you be arranging that time in the diary before it gets busy? And it's just kind of, you know, it's it's there's a risk, I think, if we look at things completely on our own, that without realising you could end up damaging those relationships really just through a lack of communication. Um, and, and linking that into a lack of planning. And, and I think and, and something you mentioned before we came on air, Kelly, when we were just kind of talking, talking through our plans um, is almost the reluctance to reach out to other people. Mm. Um, in, in my experience, and I think you'll echo this, actually reaching out to people is quite powerful for you and for them. I, I know sometimes in my life I've kind of stepped back and thought, no, someone will make the first step to come to me. And invariably that hasn't happened and it's caused delays and it's caused uncertainty. 
Um, if you're worried about reaching out to your tutor, please don't. It's what we as tutors want our students to do. Reaching out to people at work. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on the, the apprehension maybe of, of kind of contacting people and saying, I need your help and support this yeah. year? I, say, I don't know what it is, but I know that most people I speak to, including myself in the past, there's been this almost psychological barrier that if we go and ask someone for help or for their time, that there's fear of rejection, I suppose. Maybe that's what it's coming down to, Ben. Is it this fear of we're going to be rejected? Whereas actually, having been a, a manager, um, still am a manager of quite a large team, there's nothing I like better than staff coming to me. You know, even if it's them coming to a problem. I like it if you come with a problem and a potential solution. Um, but just that almost managing your manager and saying, actually, can I grab, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour in your diary? It might be that you can't do it right now. You know, but if we can get it in, I would have thought most people aren't going to say no. And again, what's the worst that's going to happen? They say, no, I can't help you. Well, you're no different than where you were if you hadn't asked. And the reality is most people won't say no, as long as you're asking, obviously, in a polite way and at an appropriate time as well. You know, if you can see your manager's in the middle of something, you're looking super stressed, that's probably not the right moment to go and ask them. So I think it's... is that fear of the rejection and that fear of the unknown of what the other person's going to say. So my advice would be give it a go. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no and you're no different to if you hadn't asked. And hopefully actually you'll get a much more positive outcome. And then the more you do it, the more you realise actually it's, uh, it, it's, it's less of an issue. The only caveat there is just be careful if you continue to ask for help for the same thing then you might start getting that little bit of frustration perhaps back the other way. Brilliant point, Kelly. And I think I I echo completely. Rarely, if ever in my life, have people refused to kind of help and support and guide. I think there is a way to do it and going to them, not just to say, I need to tell you all my problems, Mm. but saying, I've got a bit of a plan forming, but I'm going to need your help and support. As, As someone that is a tutor, as someone that is a manager, Actually, it's very reassuring for me to have people come to me and say, Ben, this is what I'm thinking, but Mm. I just wanted to run it past you. Can can you help me? Can you support me? Actually, psychologically, in my brain, what I'm thinking is I probably really should have reached out to you first. And you've just done me a massive favour as your tutor, as your manager to kind of take the initiative. So I would encourage you, I would encourage you to try and involve other people. As a manager, for me, staff that are doing that in in a purposeful way, always are kind of on my yeah this is a this is a good team member because they're coming to me saying look I've thought of this I'm thinking of doing that what do you think you know or actually I found a problem here and likewise with students you know some of my favourite students are the ones that are constantly emailing you or WhatsApping you with, I've got this problem. I think, great, I can see you're doing the work and you're doing the right thing as well because you're doing the work that's then making you get that struggle because, as we all know, you don't learn without going through a process of, if you like, sort of struggle and pain because you're asking your brain to change. So learning is requires effort. 
um it is it is really positive but I think people are often too frightened they think oh they're gonna think I'm silly because I'm asking a silly question so no grab the network around you use the resource that's there definitely so what do we then do after that what's the next step next thing for me is to look at key dates um this is a time of year I don't know how many of you have got a new wall planner that you've just popped up in your, your kitchen ours is always in the kitchen cupboard don't know how many of you have got uh, an old fashioned paper diary or whether you use a, a digital diary. But dates are important, making sure that you have your plans that fit in with uh, a schedule for this year. Um, that can be from uh, an exam perspective, just going through and making sure that you've, you've noted up the key dates for exam booking exam sittings, exam results. Um, I found something out this week when I was sitting down with some AAT students that wanted some guidance on their study plans for this year, that at at level four AAT, we've always had the wait for results. But now the AAT, if you Google it, AAT level four um, exam results, they now give you a schedule of if you sit your level four exam in this week, this is the day you can expect to get your result. Really helps just clarify things, particularly if you are looking at a 12 month plan. I spent some time this week with these level four students saying, look, let's work backwards. By the end of this year, they wanted to have passed these exams. Let's kind of work back a schedule from that. When does that mean you need to sit the exam? When would results be coming out for those exams? When do you need to therefore have booked the exam by? What's the course structure? So they were attending Cambridge classes, but if you're doing online structure or live online sessions, what dates do you need to be kind of saying, that's when I need to be starting the next module, for example? Um, key dates at work, scheduling out now. If you need a catch up with your line manager, um, I've had lots of people come to me already this year and start scheduling in catch ups because people get mm. busy. And if you put it off, actually, it there is a risk they don't happen. So go and schedule it. I've done it with 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 one of my fellow board members who kind of is going to be mentoring and line managing me. And I've said can we schedule in these these days on Fridays to have some catch up? People have come to me to do it, but you literally need to, take do that today. <laughs> you need to take control of your calendar, control of your yeah. diary. Don't wait for the dates to come to you. Take the positive initiative, take the steps and, and plan it out. Would plan you link out. into that, Ben, planning out like the study time? So you talk about like you say you have like catch ups at, at work. Could it be something where you can put into your calendar that half an hour that you're going to do at the start of the day or at lunchtime or after work? Or is that later on down the line that we're breaking down that that um, that kind of when I'm doing the study? I I, I think it doesn't hurt to have the the outline plan there. Certainly, if you're attending live sessions, that, that the dates for those are planned in advance doesn't hurt getting those allocated in your diary. Um. My only caveat to dates is it's great to have them in and have a plan, but you need to have an element of fluidity and flexibility Mm. that it's all right planning your dates through till Christmas next year or Christmas this year, as it will be now, actually 2023, won't it? But um, there needs to be an element that 
things will crop up, things do need to potentially change. So that, that that's a balancing act, isn't it, between having a plan and putting the, the dates in, but also having an awareness that things might change. And it kind of follows on to my next point. But um, just just going back to that kind of scheduling, those kind of plans, knowing you, Kelly, someone that's very organised and very driven, um, is that something you do? Is, is your diary? No, I, I, I was thinking, Ben, you clearly don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, no I, I have got a lot better at it. And actually, you know, if you took me five years ago, no, would be my honest answer. No, in my head, but not really. And then the risk is when it's in your head, you forget sometimes it's you're less accountable to yourself I found now using I love using Outlook to actually put those things in just helps that accountability as well as my overall time management so it 100% helps me be much more organized um, than before and if I don't have those meetings or those times in I'm now finding it doesn't happen so I'm always quite reliant on it do you know the other thing I've reflected on this week more so than ever in, in our board strategy and our board training this week, we were encouraged to think about how other people perceive your diary. And mm. your <laughs> they read a lot in to what you feel is important and nothing at home in my own personal family life causes frustration than not updating it on our kind of family um, calendar schedule planner that's in the kitchen. And if, if I've not put things on there, actually, it causes problems and it gives a message that, well, they weren't things that I was prioritizing. So I encourage you to actually think about sharing your calendar diary, um, making sure other people see what you have scheduled your time for, because they will read a lot into that with regards to what you are committed to. So, for example, I mentioned my daughter playing netball. She's playing netball this evening. She's got a match and I've committed time. It's on the schedule that I'm going to go and watch the second half tonight once we finish the podcast. But making sure that other people see how you value your time and your schedule, I think, is, is quite important. It's- Particularly if you're juggling work and study and, you know, you have other commitments. Some people have families. Some people have other commitments that they have to clubs that they belong to. You know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's important to get that balance. Otherwise, you won't then, you know, the study is the thing that then drops, isn't it, as well, if you if you aren't making yourself accountable to those other commitments that you've got. It is, and, and something we've already had a comment in the chat box tonight, how do you how do, you do the, the juggling act between study and work and life? And I, I worry, do people operate three completely separate diary systems? I operate one... And, and try to involve as many people as possible. So, so work would know when I'm studying and, and when I've allocated time for that. Work would know if I've allocated some family time. But equally, my family know that it syncs across and they know when I'm working. They know this evening that I'm doing the podcast from six till seven. And that's fine. It's accepted as long as I've kind of shared that in advance. Does does, does that make sense, Kelly? To kind yeah, of... well, it's, again, it's coming down to communications. I was in a meeting today where we're trying to sort of look at different sort of structures and the way that we could sort of do things with different people. And it, it's, it's only going to work if all the parties involved are having that communication. So I was like straight away, I was like, right, well, we need to actually, we're going to have to put this in people's outlooks. We're going to have to make sure we make that time because if you don't make an effort to do the plan, 
then you won't make the effort to do the thing that you're supposed to do that was on your plan. So I'm going to go to surely a plan is better than no plan, even if that plan needs to be tweaked and changed as you know real life happens. The, the the next thing I wanted to talk about is spending some time now or in the, the very near future when you're going through your, your planning process for 2023 to think about the problems that you could envisage coming up, not to be a, a doomsayer. Is that the right term? Someone that, that, that's always thinking pessimistically in the negative, but. I would be worried. I think it's quite foolhardy if you don't try and predict some of the problems. What are things that have caused you problems in previous years because they're likely to reoccur? Um, I don't ever like students going into a, a new course with the mindset that they are going to fail. That's wrong. But there is always the chance you're going to fail an exam. So have you factored that into your plan this year? What does it mean if you've got a target of sitting for exams? If one of those is a fail, does that mean it's only three or have you factored in? Could there be a way that I could reset and still keep up the, the, the kind of study to do the full four that I was doing? What might be some some problems that crop up in your your family life? What are some of the problems at work? Is there a particular busy period? Have you talked to work about that? Is there going to be a month that's going to be absolutely manic at work because someone in your team is off and you're going to be covering their role as well as yours? Are there particular reporting deadlines and times that factor in? But but think now about the problems. There'll be some that crop up unexpectedly. That's life, isn't it? But a lot of the problems can be predicted you might not even know when but you might have an idea of what could crop up so you've got a bit of a, why are we a doing that why are we doing that Ben is that is that so that we can identify and start thinking of solutions then so the problem around the idea of I could fail an exam my automatic thing would be like right well what solutions what steps am I going to put in place to massively reduce that risk yeah so, so I think we, we can start making positive actions now to reduce the light bit of risk management impact really, i was thinking it? it feels a bit like it's, a risk management lesson now yeah you know because you can't you're not going to eliminate it necessarily you know c- completely but are there practical things that you can do that are going to reduce the impact of that or the likelihood of it occurring exactly for those of you that have not done any risk management study yet and i know it crops up in lots of different qualifications in different guises but but we talk about effectively four strategies to dealing with risks we can accept them we can do nothing about them and just say this is life I'm going to accept it and if I fail an exam I suffer the consequences there and then Kelly very much coming at it from the reduce perspective actually if you can have the foresight that there is the the potential for you failing an exam what can you do to reduce the likelihood of that happening what can you start doing now to reduce the chances of that problem. You can look to maybe transfer the problem. So if, if you do have the problem, is there a way that you can transfer the impact? You can deal with that impact in another way. You can think about the, the financial impacts. You can think about the personal impacts. You can think about the time impacts, or you can avoid them. And I think it's a, a very serious conversation to have. Mm. If you're not fully committed to stuff, 
are you better saying, actually, that's not the right thing for me this year. I'm going to not waste my time, waste other people's time, give myself false hope. Are there some things this year that you're going to say I'm going to avoid? But hopefully, Ben, you wouldn't be doing that if if you've got your vision right in the first place, though. Exactly. Why we start with a vision. Yeah. So, so I think that gives you the kind of confidence to say, no, I am going to deal with these. I'm going to look to hopefully um, manage the problems and, and see them only as hurdles to overcome, not barriers that are going to completely prevent me. But I, I think planning for those things is is what we would do. It's what we would do in a business, Kelly, isn't it? We, we sit down and kind of <laughs> think about <laughs> yeah. what, what might be some of the problems. And we maybe don't know the full extent of those. We don't know the timing of those, but we've, we've got an idea that's there. I think people know this in the back of their minds, don't they? But it's maybe taking some time to just acknowledge those those doubts now and, and come up with a plan to overcome them yeah I think I'd put for me I think I would use the word challenge rather than necessarily problem you know what challenges am I going to face I think for me that makes it feel slightly less negative but that just might be my own perception of interpretation of certain words no I, I think it's really important and something else that came up at our board meeting was that the, the the use of words and the use of terminology and the context that gives a challenge is so much more positive than a problem it's the same thing isn't it exactly it's exactly the same circumstance but if I'm writing them down I'm writing down my challenges I'm going to other people with look these are some of the challenges I think I might face this year problems are negative aren't they problems are are quite energy sapping and if I go to somebody else with my problems mm. that feels like I want them to take responsibility for them going to them with my challenges psychologically is so much better so that actually backtracks if you're going to go and have that conversation with people at home people at work your tutor maybe frame it as look these are some of the challenges I'm facing this year rather than these are my problems because mm. I think you'll get people more positively on board and energized to kind of help overcome challenges yeah, definitely. Was there a final step, Ben, that we then need to get to after those problems? Final step. So so this, I think, is probably where people maybe go to too early without going yeah. through that process to really build it up. We need we now need some some tangible mile steps. And, and I wrote down and we had a bit of a laugh before we came on. I wrote down initially, what's the thing I'm going to do tomorrow? And then I crossed out tomorrow and said, even that is fobbing off, isn't it? What's the one thing I need to do today? If you're listening to this podcast, what's the one thing as soon as you've got back from wherever you are listening to it, you've finished your car journey, you've finished your jog, your workout. What's the one thing I'm going to do as soon as we finish here to make my next step? Just something that's a positive action. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but what can I do today? And I'm quite conscious that actually even putting stuff off till tomorrow is is putting off. are you a grabber of the moment, Kelly? Oh, well, I, I'm a putter offer, but I think that definitely is a really good point. It's like it could even be something as simple as you get your trainers out because you've been putting off going for that run or that walk. So what you're going to do today is get your gym kit ready by the side of your bed. If you're looking at studying, could it be as simple as today you're going to um, book that course that you've been putting off? Or is it the fact that actually today you are going to find where that folder is 
and look ahead tomorrow to go, right, I'm going to plan today that tomorrow at 6pm, I am going to do this particular chapter and those particular questions from the question bank. Even if you haven't got time to do it now, surely that action of I'm going to write down, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow, is more positive than just leaving it. Exactly. Writing it down or something I do and increasingly do more of is email myself. So if if I want to do something now, as soon as we've finished and I know actually I I can't do the tangible thing now, what I'm going to do is email myself now. So as soon as I log into my emails first thing tomorrow, it's the first one that I see and I remind myself that was my intention. So making a positive action for today. And then the final thing and something we were encouraged to do when we left our board strategy, we finished it at lunchtime today, was to have a six week plan. And I think six weeks is a good time frame, actually. It's challenging. This is not easy. But we were given a template with the next six Fridays. And on those next six Fridays, what do I need to have done? Now, that takes a bit of planning can be study related. So I need to have covered this chapter this week and this chapter next week can be work related. I've got these key tasks that I need to do this week, next week. But I think having a rolling six week plan personally is something I'm going to try and continue this year. I'll I'll report back in future sessions to see how that's going. But I'm going to try and have a rolling six week plan where I've kind of got some milestones for the next six weeks that I can monitor, I can hopefully tick off, or if I don't achieve them, I'm only one week away, aren't I? It's quite a a nice way to look at it. Mm. We've got 52 weeks this year. We've already had one of them, so we're down to um, 51 weeks. If this week doesn't quite go right, I'm only one week behind my plan. But what I don't want to do is let months drift into quarters, drift into six months, I want to know by the end of this week if I'm on track. And if I'm not, I'm only one week behind. So I should only ever be one week behind on my plan. I love that, Ben. I think that seems a really great idea. I think that's something I probably could take back to my to my team when I'm next in 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 the office. That's a really good kind of just general motivation, sort of time management technique. Maybe it sort of gives you that sort of accountability. You can be ticking them off, but if you don't get it all done, it's not the end of the world because it's not this like huge thing that you should have done in one massive time period. Um, and it works, I think, really well with study as well to kind of break it down. Those are sort of manageable manageable chunks but also could be applied to life and work in general I look forward to hearing uh, you reporting back on it because you've had a bit more time to kind of reflect and think about this plan it's just that making time is it making time to do that vision to do that plan to then have something to work towards do you know, do you know what we, we coincided with a board meeting so there was other things on the agenda but we have spent as a board I think commitment wise at least six hours in the last two days and and that's a a lot of time Mm. a lot of valuable time but I am completely confident it was time well spent and I think some time just to really get your head in the right place to go through those points listen back to the recording of the podcast will really really pay dividends later on this year so I'm good luck everybody I'm sticking to my principles. It is now bang on seven o'clock. My daughter is expecting me there for the second half of her netball match this evening. Kelly, thank you again for joining. No problem. Um,
guys who have joined, thank you for your comments in the chat box. Some really positive messaging again tonight, which we love to see. For those of you that have listened and downloaded to the podcast, good luck with your 2023 plans. We're going to keep revisiting these things as we go through this year. We're here as well as a point of support. So if you want to come to the live sessions for some inspiration, for some motivation, just to kind of share your own experiences, that would be great. Continue to listen to the podcast and we'll we'll, we'll see you next week for the, the next episode. Thank good you, luck, everybody. Have Thank a good you, everybody. Week.